Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. What is up, Hacker Nation? This is Scott Hansen, high-performance coach, speaker, entrepreneur, and of course, podcast creator and host right here of Success Hackers. If you are a brand new listener to Success Hackers, welcome to the show. Success Hackers is all about empowering you to play bigger in your entrepreneurial journey. How do we do that? Well, we get inside the minds of some of the most incredibly successful entrepreneurs and then have them share their success strategies and hacks with us. For all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show, spreading the good word, and telling your friends about the show. If for whatever crazy reason you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to do that now so that you don't miss any new episodes of Success Hackers. If you haven't listened to the last show, make sure to check it out because Julia Pimsler shared some incredibly successful strategies on how to raise capital in your business. If you want to stay connected to the show and learn more about updates and announcements, etc., I made it really simple for you to stay connected. All you have to do is type the word success hackers, just like you're typing in a text message. Success hackers, one word to 44222. That's success hackers, one word to the number 44222. People ask me all the time, Scott, how are you able to create such a successful podcast in literally less than six months that's now been downloaded and listened to by 130,000 people, 65 countries and growing, et cetera, et cetera? Well, make sure you stay all the way to the end because I have a very, very special announcement that I want to include you on. So make sure you stay till the end. So let's get down to business. Hacker Nation, we have a guest on the show that literally is going to share with us how to be more influential in any situation and have high-powered individuals listen to what you have to say and in turn do a lot of business with you. Today our featured guest is Mr. Jeffrey Hazlett. Jeffrey, are you ready to rock? Hey, saddle up. Let's roll. I love it. Yes. Jeffrey Hazlett is a primetime TV host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett and executive perspectives on C-Suite TV and business radio host of All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on CBS On Demand Radio Network. Play it. He is chairman of C-Suite Network, home of the world's most powerful network of C-Suite leaders. Hazlett is a well-traveled public speaker, the author of three best-selling books, The Mirror Test and Running the Gauntlet, and Think Big, Act Bigger. Hazlett has appeared as a celebrity guest judge on NBC's Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump for three seasons. Jeffrey, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you on the show, man. And good to be here. I yeah, I want to just get to the end of the interview to find out what we get and what the special <laughs> offer is. Like, screw this interview. Let's go to that. No, uh, no, no, no. We we. I'll tell you what. I've had some incredibly successful people on the show, and I am telling you what. You are right up there, my man. I can't I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. So I, I really want to jump into your story and what's happening. And I gave Hacker Nation, Jeffrey, just a brief description of who you are, but really would love for you to share more about you and your biz. 
Well, you know, I'm you know I'm basically a, a prime time television host and digital television host as well. And now the the our podcast with CBS, which is sponsored by Duncan and Fortinet and Liberty Tax and everybody else. So, and how how'd you like the way I worked in my sponsors? Yeah, right well there, played, right? well played, well done, well done. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'll, you put the quarter in here, man. You get to go for the full ride. So here we go. <laughs> You know, I, I bought and sold over 250 businesses in my career, well over 25 billion in transaction. I used to have a budget, you know, when I was chief marketing officer, Fortune 100 company, mm-hmm. 17 billion. You know, but I've, you know, I've run businesses. Uh, I've uh, made some of them go great and made some of them not so great, you know, uh, because you got to have wins and you got to have losses. Uh, and uh, you know, now I'm out doing my own thing again and and having a blast doing it and leading what we call the C-suite network right today. And that's a C-suite network. It's the most trusted. Uh, executive network in the world and uh, focus primarily on on companies 10 million or, or higher which can they those companies control about 95% of the B2B spend in North America so it's a fairly significant size companies uh billion dollar companies uh, mid cap companies and then as what most people would call small business although a lot of people still think 10 or 100 million dollars isn't small business but that's that is a small business um, and so that's what we're doing. So now, and I'm here interviewing with you and, and writing books and doing all my stuff. All the fun stuff. So I got to know, and I know our, all of our listeners, I actually pulled this on Facebook, and one of the number one things that came up, there's a lot of different things that people wanted me to ask you, but I got to know, how did you get asked to be the celebrity judge on The Apprentice? Well, you know, part of it is is part of the sponsorship package that we did. I was at Kodak, and and so we we had a product that we wanted to get placed. And I called. In fact, I tell you an interesting story. There there wasn't a Celebrity Apprentice when I first called to do the show. Um, I told my team, I said, look, we got to get this product out. We're doing launching an inkjet printer, and how do we do this? What's the way to do it? Where's the best place to do it? And I finally said, you know, we should put it on Apprentice because hmm. uh, they take products and they use them, sell them, and, and promote them. And, and so I told the team, go figure out how to get us on there. And they go, well, we don't know how to do that. And I said, well, call Donald Trump. <laughs> And they said, well, we don't, we can't do that. I said, bullshit. So I, you know, picked up the phone, literally dialed 411 and asked for Donald Trump. And I was talking to him like 15 minutes later. And, and, um, and at that time he, he wasn't, they weren't doing the show. He says, you know, I'd love to, you know, to do this, but we're not doing the show. And I said, you know, what about celebrity version? Are you doing that? Are you, mm. you ever think about doing that? And he goes, well, that's a great idea. He said, and then he goes, but you know, but I, I really don't control that. Don't do that. He said, but you should talk to Mark Burnett, <laughs> you know. And I said, well, I don't know, Mark. He said, well, here's his cell phone number. So he gave me his cell phone number. And I called Mark Burnett, and 30, 30 days later, the show was on. So wait and, a second. This is like breaking news, Jeffrey. Are you saying right here on Success Hackers that you were the one responsible for creating the Celebrity Apprentice? No, well, not t- no. Was I was I instrumental in being one of the sponsors in it and getting it going and talking to these guys and being the first companies that committed to doing Celebrity Apprentice as part of the ideas that we generated from the conversation? The answer is yes. Wow. And and all because I picked up the phone. And I called Donald Trump, and then that led to this, that led to that, that led to this, that led to that. You know, and then three seasons later, I'm still a judge on Celebrity Apprentice and, and friends with Donald and done business with him and his family. And all because I picked up the phone and called 411. Let me ask you this. In your book, you talk about companies that have steamrolled their way through obstacles. You've obviously worked with a ton of companies throughout your career. What separates the goods from the world class, Jeffrey? Well, people who do it. I mean, the second part of my book title is Think Big, Act 
bigger. It's the acting. You got a lot of people who are listening right now. Look, and and I told this to a group of speakers and people who wanted to be television host and television stars once at a at a conference and I I said, you know, most of the people won't do the things I've had to do to be successful. You won't do it. You know, it's all about choice and it's all about acting bigger. In everything in life, you have to make choices. That's what leadership's about. And if you want to be that leader, that's what you're going to have to make tough choices sometimes. And that means you're going to have to give up time to your family. You're going to have to sacrifice salary. You're going to have to do whatever it might be. And, and that's the difference because there are people who sit around thinking it all the time and thinking big. But it, it's one thing to act bigger. And that therein lies the second part of it. And then and then the other piece of it is the rest of the title of the book, you know, Think Big, Act Bigger, is uh, the rewards of being relentless. And it has to be relentless. You have to be relentless in what you do and never stop. I mean, it's like taking a no for a sale. Well, geez, just because they said no doesn't mean they're not going to say no next time. Mm-hmm. You know, sooner or later, I'm going to wear them down. I'm going to get them. You know, that's, that's always been my belief. Well, I love how you put it, relentless. What a, what a, what a powerful word. And, and to your point, I know the old saying, as you know this, is successful people do what unsuccessful people aren't willing to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, let's just give a prime example. Yesterday I gave keynotes, did a bunch of meetings. I was in L.A. Um, I flew last night on the last flight I could get, you know, before the big red eye. I was supposed to get in uh, to New York City at about uh, 2 o'clock. I ended up getting in at 4 o'clock, and I was in the office by 7. You know, um, and this is my fourth interview for the day. I have, after this, another interview. Then I have a cocktail event, another cocktail event, and then I go to a dinner. So, um, then that, you know, just jam packed. And I've been going since 7 a.m. this morning. And we just want to clarify, like you said before, you, this is the fourth, but of course, the, the most important. Absolutely. Yeah, the best. <laughs> this is it with all sincerity. Jeff, we talk a lot on the show about following your passion because, as you know, and I know, when you follow your passion, your purpose, great things really are sure to happen. You get the opportunity to work with high performers, either one on one in groups from the stage or when you're interviewing them, how important is passion in business? And is it really necessary to be successful in your, in your mind? Well, you gotta have the passion. And I actually talk about that in the book, but you gotta have more than just passion. I was, I'm passionate about pheasants. I love pheasants. I'm just state bird of South Dakota where I'm from. It's, um, I love to, the little ringneck feathers and the tail feathers. And I love to watch them run around, um, you know, the, on the ground before I kill them, you know? <laughs> Um, because I love to hunt pheasants and, um, and it's a, and it's a livelihood in our state, in the state of South Dakota. But I was so passionate about pheasants that I actually started a pheasant farming operation. I tried to corner the fart, <laughs> corner the market on pheasants before I realized there wasn't one. But, but, you know, I, I raised pheasants at, you know, 3,000 acres. We put pens the size of football fields up and, and we strung nets over them so the pheasants could run around free before we killed them. And then, and then, you know, one night I had a, a thunderstorm roll through the prairie late at night, about three inches of, of rain. And I had 10,000 pheasants that looked up in the sky, opened their mouths, and they drowned. But my point is, it takes more than just passion. You gotta have a plan. You gotta have what I call conditions of satisfaction. While, while you need the passion, because passion carries you through, some of the lean times sometimes, and even into the next level of breakthrough, you've got to have a really good plan and you've got to work that plan. Because if you don't work that plan, you'll just be passionate about it and never get there. Yeah, what a great strategy. Hacker Nation, Jeffrey just dropped some great golden nuggets. And who would have thought he would have brought up pheasants on Success there you go. Absolutely a first. 
you know, again, passion is very important. We talk a lot about it on the show, but then he, he tweaked it and said, passion is one thing, but you got to have a plan. When that plan maybe runs its course, maybe you have to shift on the dime. Is that what you're saying, Jeffrey? Absolutely. And so one of the questions I'd ask everyone that's listening right now, what are your personal conditions of satisfaction? What drives you to know that you're successful at what you're doing and where you want to go and where you want to be? But you need to put some parameters around that. Again, getting back to that plan. You know, how long do you go without a salary before you realize this is going to be harmful? You know, mm. if I can't make my passion turn into a thing and I've got to adjust that, you know, um, those are the kind of things I I really make sure that you have as part of uh, your stepping out. Do you remember the time when you actually knew that what you were doing in the entrepreneurial space wasn't maybe just a pipe dream, but it actually was a viable business and a, and, a, and a route that you can take that actually could not only sustain you, but also create some wealth. Do you actually remember uh, that moment? Look, I sit on about 12, 14 boards today mm-hmm. of companies I own pieces of or part of, or, you know, a couple of them are publicly traded companies that I sit on. But, but, but I'm always coming up with new things or new ways, uh, new products, you know. Uh, as part of that entrepreneurial spirit where I know, hey, man, this is a, this is going to work. Or I don't know that it's going to work yet. I know it eventually will. Yeah, but I'm, you know, like right today, there's no doubt about it that what we're doing with our C-suite network, for instance, that we're building this, uh, uh, you know, very trusted network of the most powerful executives in the world. And then with that, we have a community, we have uh, content, and then we have a concierge of services that we feed into that network. And so I know without without question that's a billion dollars or more in valuation and that we're going to build there. And I'm arguing with people about whether today it's 30 million, 60 million, 100 million. Um, well, I'm just going, I don't even argue with you on the valuation anymore because I see a billion. So yeah, there, there's always those times when people that are not my relatives want to give me money. Um, I know I'm onto something. <laughs> and, 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 and the reason I say that is entrepreneurs come through three stages. First is one-man band. Second is devout followers. And then third's adding the skilled technicians and um, professionals you need for the business. You know, I wasn't even going to ask this, but I'm going to anyways. You know, we talk on the show about associations and hanging with eagles versus hanging around with pigeons and, you know, surrounding yourself with people that, that play <laughs> yeah. at a high level. How does somebody who is maybe just getting started out or maybe a couple of years in, you know, doing a little bit in revenue and following their passion and they started this business, but they really want to think big and act bigger and, and heed your advice. How does somebody get around someone of your caliber or maybe not even your caliber, Jeffrey, but maybe someone that's, that's doing big things as well. What's, what's maybe one strategy if someone's listening right now to say, Scott, you talk a lot about associations and mentorship. How do I get a mentor maybe on Jeffrey's level? Well, they're around you everywhere you look. Let me tell you, you know, Fred Penson, who had a plumbing business, who was one of my mentors when I was 14. Michael O'Connor, who owned a printing business, so I eventually bought his printing business, and he taught me so much in, in life. And, or John Timmer ran an insurance agency and ran for Congress uh, just standing up in principle and doing something. They were everyday people. So go look local. They're the, the people in your community who people who, when they whisper, they say their name, people say it with great respect. Those are the people you want to go befriend. I come from a, a place in, that most people only know on a map. South Dakota, flyover state. 
yet I've gone and, and, and luckily I'm not saying this it's it's not hubris because it's it's not hubris when it's true to, to to be involved in some of the most successful enterprises in the world and 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 be in some of the most iconic places in the world at at the unbelievable times and periods and in some of the worst places too by the way but in and yet you know, these are the same kind of guys I see in Sioux Falls. These are the same kind of – it's all the same. The people are the same. They put their pants on the same as you and me. The only difference is they got more zeros behind it. That's it. What is it that they can do literally to ask them to say, hey, you know what? Can I have 30 minutes of your time? Well, the first thing is to show some respect, right? If, if I see you doing good things and good deeds that are related to a charity that I am with, well, that's pretty cool. If I see you volunteer for the local chamber of commerce because I'm on that board, aren't I going to pay attention to you? So pay your dues, you know, and, but at the same time, look for introductions. And then when you do get that chance, don't waste people's time. Jeffrey, you've written a bunch of books around thinking and playing bigger. You visited the executive team at Domino's while filming the C-suite with Jeffrey Hazlett. And you were also, as we mentioned earlier, a celebrity judge on The Apprentice. What's one or two success hacks that you can leave with our Hacker Nation to help them either gain more influence or become better leaders or better entrepreneurs or even think bigger? Well, one is focus. Hmm. You know, I call it killing squirrels in the in the, the book. You know, the, the movie Up, and in the movie Up is there's an animated movie called Up, and in that there's a Doug the Talking Dog. And he'll be talking to you and go, hey, I'm Doug the Talking Dog. I like you very much. You seem to be a very nice person. And all of a sudden he looks away and yells squirrel. And every day we're confronted with squirrels. So <laughs> you got to kill those squirrels because hmm. they, they they can't come bounce and crash your desk. They can't, you know, eat up your time. So so move away from squirrels. And, and so you need to kill them and get really focused on the things that you want to do. That, I think that's a real critical piece. No, I, I, the second one is I, I mentioned this a little bit, but come prepared. Be prepared. I mean, do your homework. It's amazing how many people come to meet with you and then don't do the things they should be doing. You know, there's an, there's, my, I was just talking with Harvey McKay today. He's a good buddy of mine. And I remember when Harvey wrote that book, uh, How to Swim with Sharks Without it Being Eaten Alive. Mm-hmm. Go look that up, my friends. This is old school, okay? And it, it's online. You can find it. But, but, you know, what schools do you go to? What, what's the secretary's name? What's this, 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 this? Uh, what schools do the kids go to? Um, you know, all these things that if you knew even a third of that stuff, holy moly, You'd be so far ahead, it'd be unbelievable. Because you'll find that, you know, who you need to know, you already know. What I mean by that, and that's Bob Bodine wrote that book called The Power of Who. Everybody you need to get to, you can get to today from the people you already know. Now, once you start to realize that, it doesn't seem so imposing, does it? I love what you said about going back to old school, which is really doing your homework um, before you go take, you know, a meeting or get on a podcast or do whatever you're going to do with the person you want to do it with, do a little bit of homework because it goes a long way. And I think, like you said, with, with super successful individuals and high performers, they don't have much time in the day. And whatever time they do have, it's very, very valuable. And I think to your point, if you give, 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 like you mentioned earlier, you'll get, get, get after that. Yeah. Go go and read some of the old school stuff, and that, that that will get you to the law of attraction, to get you to the hack success that you're talking about. Have you read Og Mandino, the salesman, world's yes. greatest salesman? Yes. You know, I, I have uh, one of the original original copies, uh, mm. first 
printed editions signed by Og, because I remember Og was a good friend as well. Or, uh, you know, Zig Ziglar. Or how about Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? Absolutely. Or go watch Norman Vincent Peale <laughs> and some of his old uh, sermons and some of his old talks. Go and, and absorb, you know, listen to more of these podcasts and, and listen to other podcasts and go and absorb the information. But more important, let them motivate you and inspire you, but put them into action. And the and here's one more before I know we got to close, is what do you do about the little voices that tell you you can't do it? I said, what are you talking about? What voices? He goes, you you know the voices that say that give you doubt. I said, what voices are you talking about? I said I stopped inviting those to dinner a long time ago. And my point is I shut that stuff down. Why? There, there's no self doubt. There's only doing, you know. And, and so it's about getting those things done and just ever look, we're human animals. We're going to have fear, but the fear only lasts for a couple of seconds. I love it. I love it. All right, Jeffrey, we're going to enter what's called the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So Jeffrey, oh, are you cool. ready for the randomness round? Man, I'm, I'm locked and loaded. Let's roll. Best advice you've ever received. Uh, listen. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Oh, man, I talk to my wife. That's probably the best one. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing what you know about business and life, give your 25-year-old self? Uh, do it faster and don't pay attention to what people think. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Relentless. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? <laughs> I can balance a baseball bat on any finger and, and on any appendage pretty much on my body. On any appendage? Pretty much. Not all of them. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, it's a different much. show. Yeah. <laughs> Last question of the randomness round, Jeffrey. When your life is near the end, what do you want your legacy to be? I just that I no nothing more than just I was a great parent, hmm. and, and and of course spouse, but more so the parent, because I've already gotten to the point with my my spouse. If we spent our life together, I did a pretty good job there. But my I want to leave a legacy that I was a great parent that they will want to take and 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 pass on some of the same qualities that I had to to their children. Jeffrey, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. All right. This has been incredible. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for your time and sharing these incredible success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you, your business, your book, and all that good stuff? Hey, all you got to do is look up Hazlet, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T dot com. And if you can't figure out how to get to me from there, uh, you should start over in school. <laughs> Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Jeffrey, along with some other really cool resources that we have on the site. When you're on the site, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Remember, if you want to stay connected to the show, take out your smartphone right now and text the word success hackers, one word, to the number 44. 222 because in the future, very, very shortly, we're going to be choosing future guests right from our Hacker Nation community. So let's stay connected. Type success hackers, one word to 44222. And as mentioned in the intro, real quick, I have something that I wanted to share with you because of the success of this podcast. People are really asking me, Scott, 
How have you created such a successful podcast in a relatively short period of time? And it's because of the podcast. I've been asked to speak on stage. I get a chance to get other clients through this podcast. I have written from entrepreneur. Uh, dot com. I've had some incredible guests like Jeffrey on the show, and it's because of this platform. So if you are interested in having your own successful podcast that you have passion about, that you want to reach hundreds of thousands, even millions of people in your niche, in your industry, make sure to email me right now. I have room for 10 people to mentor, just 10, at info at successhackers.net. Type in info at successhackers.net. You can email me and say, hey, I want to learn more about this podcast program and mentorship that you're doing, Scott. Email me now, info at successhackers.net. We'll get on the phone, and I'll give you all kinds of information about the program. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.